host, Matt Kino, Gerald, the Boss Man Show. We're drawn by the North Dakota State Bison head coach, David Richmond, on the Boss Man Show. Coach, how are things up in North Dakota, man? Hey, things are great. How could they not be? It's March, and we're in the NCAA tournament, and excited to be a part of this great event, something that, you know, you always dream about. And for us, we've been really fortunate they are to be on, you know, be in this uh, event now four years and our first 11 years of eligibility. So pretty darn, uh, pretty darn neat deal. Yes, indeed, Coach. It's the first time you've been in since 2015 uh, out of the Summit League, which is a tough league, Coach. I mean, usually you have South Dakota State in there. You got, uh, also have South Dakota is always tough. Omaha was tough when you beat Fort Wayne. I mean, the, from top to bottom, even Denver it can give you a hard night because Coach Bills has those guys playing playing well, too. So talk about the league as a whole, Coach. Come out, Summit League, a league I kind of out there in the Midwest there, but tough basketball every night out there in the Summit League. You know, I really appreciate you bringing it, bringing that up. I think the summer league is a really underrated league in, in, in all of college basketball, let alone mid-major basketball. You look at the RPIs uh, lately, um, in the last two, three, four years, we've been creeping up into that 12, 13, 14, 15, 16-ish area right in there. Um, it's a really good brand of basketball. You, you've got a guy like Mike Dahm, who's um, an all-time leading scorer in the history of college basketball, John Conchart, Fort Wayne, is a really underrated guy that, that should be all over some NBA radars. There's really good players. Uh, there's really good coaches and, and administrations and leadership for and, and really investing into into the basketball programs. You're seeing new facilities. We've been fortunate enough uh, to be part of that as well. Um, and, and Tom Dupol and the staff in the Summer League you know, deserve a lot of credit to our, our event, JR, in Sioux Falls, where our Summer League tournament is, is unbelievable. It's a beautiful venue. Uh, they take great care of us, and, and it, it's what mid-major basketball is all about. Yes, indeed, Coach. And I, I, I see it all the time when I watch you guys on ESPN3 because I've been covering your league for a long time, Coach. And I tell you what, you guys, they do a great job with Summer League, and they're, you all got all good with access to your the coaches and the teams. Uh, so the Summer League, to me, is an all-world mid-major league that people should pay more attention to always, all year long. No, we appreciate that. And, and again, like I, I think that's what you you know we know what we have right and and we get to experience it, so many of these great things all through the year. So when you you make the national tournament and you can create that national brand and exposure not only for your program and your university but for the league and um, and your community and all those things and and that's what makes the NCAA a tournament part of it so special. And, Coach, what does this mean for you and the community up there in North Dakota and the university? Because I can only imagine how excited the fans are, how the community is so excited about what you guys are doing. Plus, you also wanted football as well. So, you all have been a lot of winning up North Dakota State there. So, so how has it been for the fan support up there these past few months, Coach? Yeah, it's been really really cool, JR. And I, I think, like, yesterday was a great example of that. Our marketing staff, you know, really quickly since the championship last Tuesday, almost a week ago now, tomorrow night, uh, put together a great event. We had a selection show deal last night and, and had about four or 500 fans come, and, and our guys did a tremendous autograph and pictures. Um, and, and, again, I think what, what we have is we don't have a professional team. So the, the closest thing to us is, the temp, you know, uh, the Minneapolis uh, market. So the Timberwolves, the, the the Vikings, the Twins, the Wild, and so forth. And so we are a really big show. And, and fortunately, 
uh, our fans, uh, Bison Nation, comes out and supports us. They take great care of us. Um, they give us the resources to be successful. Again, this is our way of returning that favor and, and um, you, you know, giving them, continue to give them something to be proud of. In fact, if you look at our product, um, we're a very uh, tough-minded, together group, uh, and, and I think that's what reflects the, the Red River Valley, the Fargo-Moorhead, you know, West Fargo communities as well. And Coach, I'm um, an 18-win season coach. I mean, first of all, it tells me that you're doing a great job. 18 wins, 18 wins. That means you're getting a lot of stuff done. So talk to about your staff and your players, how they bought into your system all these years, and how you set those guys up starting in April to this point to get here a year later to where you are today. Yeah, and again, I think that's the big thing. If you look at our roster, we don't have a senior on the roster. And, and, and we also played the 30th toughest non-conference schedule. And then we threw in a couple of our key guys that were out for about 10 or 11 games. So the combination of the inexperience, the injuries, and the toughness of our schedule, we didn't start very good. And you can go back and see that. And it was evident by our two, two and seven start. But so much credit to our staff for staying positive, for staying consistent, staying the course. And then more so than anything, our student athletes. And, you know, I am extremely, extremely blessed to work with 14 great guys. Um, that don't like each other, they love each other, and they got no problem saying that that L word. And and for them, through the toughness of the start, through the injuries and all that, stick together. And through a coach and a staff's vision, it's a really neat deal. And that's where that's where I'm just so happy that our guys get rewarded on the backside of all that and get to experience these things and compete against the you know the best in the country. Now, Coach, Notre Dame probably won't be in a play-in game, but, but the thing about it is you have a lot of eyeballs watching North Dakota State play North Carolina Central, which means it will help you in recruiting down the road and getting guys to say, hey, those guys win, and some league's not a bad league at all. So I feel like it's going to help you in recruiting. So how do you feel about that, the recruiting piece, to be on TV for the whole nation to see you, and just the fact that, you know, that you guys get to go experience dating, that, that play-in game field, playing a, a team that's kind of on your level to a degree there, so you opportunity to get, to get a win to play a, a, the number one seed there. Yeah, and I think that was a little bit of the narrative going around a little bit. Oh, you guys don't want the playing game. That no, 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 no. That that's not the case. We're we're excited to be dancing, and and you know I know it's in Dayton for a reason. They do a great job with the fan support, the people that come out. And you, and you're right to your point. I mean, we're going to be the only show on the NCAA tournament on Wednesday night, and that's a that's a really really cool deal for us. And and as far as the the recruiting piece and the national exposure, if you look at our roster, primarily it's made up of upper Midwest kids that have a pretty good understanding on the front side of what North Dakota State, North Dakota State, you know, men's basketball is all about. But anytime we can put ourselves in, in our brand on the hill, obviously we're going to take full. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, I also want to get talk to you about this in the matchup with North Carolina Central. Coach Moten does a great job of those guys out at the MEAC Conference, so he always poses a tough threat. He always a tough out for anybody he plays. So uh, how are you feeling about the matchup with those guys that come out of Durham, North Carolina, when you may have to play Duke after you play them on the Durham team from, if you beat those guys? Yeah. That program's been in the play tournament for the last six years, I believe, and this is their third straight, and I mean, you can see, you know, just this is a really, really well-coached team, and they play with great discipline um, on defense as far as how they lock in and then they force you into the top. A lot, they play a lot similar to 
uh, we do and the fact is, is they're going to make you earn it but you know um, for us offensively for them defensively uh, they got some and you, you look at what wins this time of year it's being able to execute in the half court offensively and being able to get stops and they, they do those things at, at such a high level and the other thing too is they rebound the basketball and it's something that we haven't done very well this year and so that's going to certainly be a big point of emphasis too and it's, it's like anything JR I mean you're, you're, you're playing in March. These are going to be very well coached, very talented teams. Um, and it's, it's going to be, you know, who can come down to make some winning. Yes, you got that right, coach. What's one more I got for you, coach? This to me, bench level coach. I feel like player development is something so, so key to the, to your success. So I want to kind of get your feel on how do you go about developing your players mentally, emotionally, and physically to become the best players you need them to be when they're juniors and then you didn't come next year be seniors and sophomores move up move up the ranks so how, how do you all set that play out to make your guys grow as people and players enjoy the winning side of your program absolute question and i think if, you know that's what we pride ourselves in and hopefully we are about when you look at you know successful mid-major basketball teams to me it's development based on retention when you can keep young men in your program rounding into that two-and-a-half-year mark, third year, fourth year, and in some cases, you know, with the fifth-year senior, that's when you got something special. And and we really pride ourselves that, you know, we've had three Summit League players that came in a total combined one other scholarship offer. And so that tells you that, you know, we were able to, as a staff, see something in these young men as far as certainly they got a level of talent. But the, the right talent, the talent that's willing to buy in, the talent that's willing to work hard, the talent that's work, willing to continue to show up and stick around. And then as you as you round in and, and you buy into the process, you start to see the results on the backside. And, and I, I absolutely love that piece of players. It's, it's, it's as young men, it's as students. And uh, a big piece of who we are is about the right guys. And the right guys... Uh, do the right thing in life. The right guys do the right thing in the classroom, and the right the right guys also set their jaw and they tee it up when there's 40 minutes on the clock as well. And and when you're able to experience the growth and and have those guys stick around for multiple years, it's a really really rewarding deal uh, when it pays off. And it was something like it does when you go to the NCAA tournament, like we're fortunate to do this year. Well, Coach, I'll definitely be watching on Wednesday night against you and North Carolina Central. I hope you guys get the job done, man. I hope to talk to you again down the road, Coach. When you get kind of recruiting season, I hope to talk to you then, man. It's been great to have you on the show. Look forward to talking to you many more times, Coach, and in the future, man. Hey, you know how to get a hold of us. We appreciate you having us on, and we'd love to be around in the future going forward. All right, Coach Richmond, have a great trip, man. So talk to you real soon, buddy. Appreciate you. All the best to you and your listeners. All right, folks, it's David Richmond here on the Boss Man Show. Till the tears run down from my eyes, Lord, somebody, ooh, somebody, can anybody find me somebody to love? Alexa, play hits from Queen. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back here to Gerald the Boss Man Show. We have a special guest for you, the Ohio Bobcats new head coach, Jeff Bowles, is back as alma mater. Coach Bowles, I know he's loving life, babe, being back there in Athens, Ohio, where you know it's all so well. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. 
Yes, indeed. Well, Coach, uh, you was building something great up, up there at Stony Brook, and you decided to go back to your alma mater. I know that was really a, 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 probably a tough thing to do for you, but I know being back at your alma mater is something that you probably want to go back to, a job you would leave for. So let's talk to us about going back to Athens and leading the Bobcats here going forward, Coach. Yeah, you know, it was it was a you know tough decision just because I had a great situation at Stony Brook. They gave me an opportunity and uh, believed in me from, from the start. And, you know, we had a great year. We finished 24-8 and eight in the regular season. And, uh, you know, most wins and regular season wins in school history, SEC win over South Carolina. We had one senior uh, leaving and everyone is coming back and transfer sitting out. So, you know, we knew we were going to have a really good uh, team coming back. But, you know, I've always dreamt about being the head coach at Ohio University. And, you know, timing, the, you know, it's all about timing. And it came open and, was fortunate enough to be offered the job, and, and uh, you know, it's a dream come true. Yes, indeed, Coach. And like you kind of mentioned, you was building a program at Stony Brook, and I feel like at Ohio, on your alma mater, you're going to keep what you did at Stony Brook because your first year, you got 18 wins your first year. Last year, a little bit down, but this year, it's 24 wins again this year. You, got, you had all those guys coming back next year. You had the roster way, way, way you wanted it. So as you move here to Ohio, uh, how are you going to attack this, this, this program up here in year one and, and on down the road here? Yeah, I think, you know, the same way. Come in and, and, you know, try to find high-character young men who love the game and serious about earning their degree. And, and uh, you know, anytime you come in with a new coach, there's going to be some fragility and there'll be some turnover and, and guys leaving. Just, you know, I mean, that's kind of the nature of the deal. But, you know, I, I really believe we have great resources. It's a beautiful college town and campus. And, uh, you know, really look forward to uh, you know, recruiting. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great players in the state of Ohio, so we're going to target that first and, and work our way out. Yes, indeed. And so, Coach, let me ask you about recruiting. Uh, will you be more national now, being here in Ohio? Ohio could kind of be more in, in, in the middle of the country here. You can get guys from Chicago, go out to, you know, Minnesota way, go St. Louis, Indiana, even come down to Atlanta, or go out Texas way, by where you're located. So you have three sources to go, kind of go get any, any, guy, any guy you want now. Is that right, Coach? Yeah, a lot of times, you know, re- recruiting's built on the relationships you build over your career. And, you know, a lot of times people want to go with someone they trust and they know and they know they'll take care of them. And there's such a great, you know, product in the state of Ohio. There's so many Division One players. And the big thing is, you know, starting there, you know, Columbus, Cincinnati, Toledo, Canton, Cleveland, um, you know, just so many good players. So, you know, we're going to really do our due diligence in Ohio and, and get around and try to get as many people as we can to campus. Yes, indeed. And, the Coach, what do you feel be the biggest adjustment for you going from the America East back into, into the MAC, one of the best major, major conferences in America, if you ask me? Yeah, you know, I think, you know, just coming back and getting the feel, you know, it'll be new sky reports, new travel, and obviously I've been to these arenas uh, before, but, you know, just getting the familiarity with, with uh, you know, who's in the league and, you know, different styles of play, so, that, that always takes some time once you go through it one time and, and you know, go into the second round of the, uh, you know, league play. Yes, indeed. And, uh, Coach, uh, and also, also about the MAC is this, that, like you said, it's some great coaches in the MAC. Buffalo had a great year this year. So did Coach Huger at Bowling Greens, Coach Kowalczyk down there. Those, I mean, the league is full of great coaches and great teams. So I know you're happy to be a part of that great group of coaches and great teams in the MAC, in the MAC here. Yeah, you look at what Buffalo's done the last few years. I mean, they've had a phenomenal run. Um, you know, hopefully they win today. And, you know, I just think that elevates the league and, you know, elevates the recruiting and perception. So, you know, it's, you know, top to bottom, you know, you got to bring your A game every night. And if you don't, you're home or away, you know, you have a good chance to lose.
Yes, indeed. And then, Coach, the currently guys on your watch now, I know you're probably trying to recruit guys on your watch now, get them a feel for you, get them to trust you, you know, keep, kind of keep as many guys as you can from, from leaving the program. So how's every recruiting of the guys on your roster going so far? I know you've only been in a few days, but I know trying to get used to the guys, get used to get a feel for you, and get a feel, feel, feel for them there. Yeah, you know, like I said, anytime you, there's a, a turnover in coaching staff, you know, you, those other guys have relationships with the previous staff and, you know, there's a little bit of blind trust involved. There's an earned trust involved. And, you know, it's, it's some for some, it's a new opportunity. And like I said, there'll be some attrition at, at certain points. But the big thing is you want guys who want to be there for the right reasons that are two feet in and, uh, you know, help want to help build this thing back into a, a championship program. Now, I do feel it's good for you, Coach. You got the job so early. It gives you time doing workouts for the guys who stay, implement your system, implement things you want to kind of emphasize with the team going forward. I feel like with, the, with that getting in so early, you have a chance to do that now. Yeah, you know, the timing, you know, it was tough because we, we had a CBI game against South Florida. I didn't coach that. But, you know, you get, you get a head start on recruiting, you know, with, with the, the turnover in the coaching world that's going on right now. Uh, you get a chance to work with your guys for about four weeks before finals start up. And, you know, the big thing is just build a relationship and, and a bond you know, with the team that you have on campus. Now, Coach, I know, you, I know you guys get four hours now from what the, the rule increase is, the four hours. I feel that'll help you out a lot as well. Uh, do you feel like they should give you guys more time uh, than for the four hours that they, they give you? I feel like you guys should say, I'll say eight hours, we could be good for you guys, or six even, but four is better than two, which, which it was. Yeah, definitely. And I think the more you can get on the floor with them, the better, especially now. You know, like I said, it's a learning process. You know, for them, it's a learning process for uh, us. And, you know, you just really want to build that rapport and, you know, show those guys that you're there for them, you're going to work, and you're going to be in the trenches with them. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, this year they, they introduced this new uh, ranking of teams, this net ranking. The, they kind of got rid of the RPI. So I, I know you, you, your conference really doesn't – America East really didn't have anything to do with that per se for at-large bids. But did you like the, the, how they did the quadrants this year? Did you like how, how they kind of worked this year, building in previous years with the RPI and all those things? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, you know, once you analyze really how it affected the, the tournament, you know, process picking teams. And, and you know, when they announced it, you know, teams had already set their schedules. So it'll be interesting to see kind of looking what they're looking for, really, really how it affected everything, and then try to maybe build a schedule to get an at-large bid. You know, I think if Buffalo had not won the tournament, you know, they would have got one this year. But, you know, you definitely have to win games uh, to help yourself out. And now, Coach, let me ask you this: uh, in, in the MAC, do you have to buy games or play those guaranteed games in the MAC like you would do do with Stony Brook, or you, you kind of pretty much play whoever now? You know, you, you uh, you know, obviously be selective with who you play, depending on the team. But you know, we're able to buy some games. You know, we'll play a couple guaranteed games as well to help with that budget and and, and buying games. But you know, the more home games you have, the better off you're going to be, um, and, and that's what all the Power Five teams do. Yeah, I think with you being being the Mac, you can easily schedule like your old job, Ohio State, all the teams, like you said, all those teams, the D1 teams right there in the state that you probably can build rivalries with those teams and have a non-common schedule based off of those teams and still have a great net ranking, in my opinion, Coach. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, with the way the Mac does it, you know, they give you a certain amount of home games, neutral games you got to play. And, you know, when you do that, your efficiency is probably going to be up playing at home. You'll probably have a better chance of winning. And, you know, when you win, it just helps everything out. 
you got there right the coach uh i, I I'm, i've been watching the nit a little bit as well you know some of the rules they, they, they got put in there uh with the resetting of the files at 10 minutes so are, are you thinking we're moving close to maybe a four quarters uh with doing or the resetting within 10 minutes of each half you think we're near some rule changes now that they're experimenting in that nit there yeah, I think we're getting closer to it. I don't know if it'll happen in the next year or two, but you know, it's really the only organized basketball men, men's college that doesn't have a quarter system. You know, FIBA does, NBA women's basketball. So, you know, the men's you know team and, and league is the only one that has the have. So it'll be interesting to see where it transpires. But I don't see anything changing next year or two. All right, well, Coach, thank you for your time today, buddy. We'll, I'll be, we'll be look, definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys do at, uh, at Ohio. We'll look for, be looking forward for you again sometime in the fall, Coach. Well, I appreciate you. All right, folks, that's Jeff Bowles on the Boss Man Show. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. All right, folks, back on the Boss Man Show, Boss and Bone segment, the Boss Report. Bone, I know you, you're happy to hear about the all-Florida Boss Report day, Bone. Oh, yeah, right. Can't wait, man. It's been a minute. Yes, indeed. Well, folks, waiting on it. It's time for it. It's here. It's the Boss Report. Well, I'm starting off with the words first, brother. Florida man is arrested after Stone Cold stunning his co-worker for giving his wife a hug in the office, touching her butt, then... Co-worker who he stone cold stuns, collecting this members his Johnson with a machete. Ooh. So the, not only did that guy watch his wife get uh, ass assaulted, then he got a jump cut off too. Yes. After hitting the stunner. That's a bad day at work, man. I mean, like, <laughs> when, when you go ahead and see your wife getting get the cops in, and they try to defend their honor, and you're gonna get your jump cut off. So now, does the wife stay with him? <laughs> yeah, we. I don't know, and, and see, that's the thing I'm worried about, Bone. Working with working at the same job as your wife, wouldn't they get yeah. still after a while? Yeah. First of all, they always recommend don't do that. First of all, and, and then second of all, like now that he's been her honor, but now he has no way to you know to use this stuff anymore. So like, what's there's almost almost a point of that? Exactly. And once again, had, I want to know how he knows that was the ending. Uh, that would be the ending to what he was trying to do as a chivalrous act. When he had stepped in, had he known that the result would be his Johnson removed? Hey, well, I ain't gonna lie. I would just been like, look, uh, she's gonna come home to me, maybe. Now, <laughs> the, 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 I ain't that. That's just basically being a, a Monday morning quarterback. But the fight in me, I, I, I would have fought him. But I would have thought I would lose my junk to a machete cutting off. Yeah, I just say, like, I I, I would have cut my wife off, though. I, of course I would. But if I know that in hindsight or looking forward, <laughs> if I get a time machine to see, hey, if I defend her honor, I'm going to get my junk cut off as a result. I might think twice, though. 
Yeah, and once again, Paul, this is my biggest question. How did he cut his junk off? Did he, he pin him down and do it? Like, how does how do you get that close? I see yeah, with a machete. Like, I'm going to duck and dodge or bail and try to throw a chair at you or something. So did you accost him and yeah. get him down, pin him down, and you, could you saw him off? Yeah, I exactly. I don't, I don't know how he even got to the point where he get it cut off in the first place. Um, but that that's some like ninja stuff right there to be able to cut off a Roman and Johnson like so. Wait, and you have a Shetty just laying around in your expedition to, to be. Gotten. Oh yeah, you know the dude was already you do dude's already crazy already. If you're bringing Machete to your office, you know you're already crazy. <laughs> exactly, and this happened <laughs> in Tampa, Florida. Oh, Tampa. I tell you what, and my stepdad is in Tampa down in Tampa. He's in a section of Tampa called Plant City. So I'm going to have to call him after this, after this broadcast and say, hey, man, what's going on down there? <laughs> yeah, y'all tripping down there, man. Like, for real? Yeah, yeah y'all are really wilding down there. <laughs> exactly. And get this. Florida man arrested after sticking messed up a woman's big old booty he saw at the hospital. <laughs> He was visiting his grandfather. He saw with a big old booty with a stick some milk up her candy ass. Wait, was she a patient? No, she was just a random hospital person going to visit somebody, and he saw her rotund bottom, and I want to stick some milk up her candy ass. Oh my goodness! Uh, he stuck what up her ass? <laughs> some meth. Meth. What did that do to it? Well, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not big on drugs. I don't know what that does. But what does that do to you? Do a big old booty? <laughs> <laughs> does it make it grow? Does it make it, sh- make it super size? I have no idea. Is, I'm just perplexed like, you are. <laughs> yeah, is, is it like fertilizer and it go bigger? Like, like what? What is the end game for that? I don't know. Yeah, that that <laughs> one right there is a little bit rough on me. Only in Florida. Um, <laughs> a Florida man beats up a high school janitor with a golf cart battery. The carjacks a kid's mom from picking up her kid from school and it runs over a bus driver and throws egg whites at him on the way down the road. That's a lot. That's a lot of different levels of craziness. So wait, first... <laughs> First part was he did what? He stole a golf cart? Yeah, he beat up a with a golf cart battery. Golf cart battery. Carjack's mom, throws her out of the okay. car, grab the final style, leaves the kids in the car, runs over a bus driver, throws egg whites at people as he passes by people who's, who's mowing down with this van and he carjacked. What did the egg whites have to do with this whole scenario? Like, I, like the card, like the, like the, the battery part, okay, the kidnapping, you know, he, he ran around over, but what did egg whites have to do with this story at all? Exactly. After, I mean, after all that I mentioned, I wonder, what does egg whites have to do with egg whites? <laughs> Just throw egg whites at people. <laughs> Shout out to Clearwater, Florida, for this story. So clear water down that trip too, I see. <laughs> Get this. Florida man hits pregnant girlfriend with a bag of Tostitos for showing a random bit lost customer her belly. Her belly? Yeah, she she shows some woman her belly and bit lots and he hit her with the head with some Tostitos for it. 
Exactly. It's my thing. Why are you showing random belly to a random woman in the middle of first of all? Why, why, why is that even going on? Secondly, why are you throwing chips because of it, sir? That, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know what what egregious thing that she doing. Now, is it weird? Or is it something I, I wouldn't yeah. recommend doing? Yeah, but it's not an assault offense. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hella weird. I mean, unless you're pregnant and maybe showing, you know, like a belly off, maybe I, I would get that. But just walk around and show, show your tubby to, to, to strangers. That, that is weird. But like you said, I don't think that they're punishing the crime. The fact that you hit with a bag of the Vitos and they get the cops involved in that, that, that take a look too far, I think. Yes, indeed. Florida man was seen stealing multiple bras of Victoria's Secret that he left his secretions on in Vero oh. Beach, Florida. Oh, like, especially here for the first time. Oh, it's like, what, what are you doing? Like, he had the secretions. Like, he did that stuff in the in the mall, and then like <laughs> took them with him. Like, yes, like know, why? Yeah, like it wasn't anyone fast to see the first time. But see the, the fact that he had secretions to give out. Wasn't anyone there as a worker to see this is going on? You would think, right? Yeah, like, because I've been at Vicky's Secrets, you know, I, I bought things for the wife and stuff, uh, so I know that it's always crowded, and it's, it's always fully staffed, so, like, who's not seeing this? Unless they was all enjoying the show, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe they, they had too busy having their, their phones out, I don't know, you know how it is these days. Maybe they had, maybe they had their phones out, like, man, I ain't calling the cops, I should have watched the show. Yes, indeed. Uh, get this. <laughs> Florida porn store manager Sponge is suing former employee named Spice still in his sex tape he made in one of the private peekaboo portals. Wait, there's a dude named Spice? Oh, uh, Sponge. The girl, the former employee Sponge. named Spice. She stole his sex tape of him making in a sex tape in one of the private peekaboo uh, interesting. I mean, it, I mean, look at the establishment you're running, sir. Like, what, don't you think you're going to be some mysterious in that place, either customers or workers? Don't you know your environment? I mean, so, so why are you upset, man? I don't get it, mom. He knows the clientele that's there and the workers who work there. He just knows that already. It's coming. <laughs> you know, say literally. <laughs> exactly. And we got this. Florida man disguised as Spider-Man steals liquor and cigarettes from a local corner store. <laughs> That's probably the, the least weirdest story so far tonight. And it, I mean, it, it sounds like New York. It sounds like that happened in New York, honestly. Like, like some dude in, like, you know, Avengers uniform going to rob a thing. That, that sounds like such, a, such a, like, a New York thing. But you know what? It, it's, it's smart. So, so to them, it's probably like a Thursday. It's just Thursday to them. Exactly. Get this. Florida man arrested after pulling down co-workers' pants and dancing his bare penis behind her rotund caboose and getting his freak on and shake on in the middle of the work office, workplace office. Man. <laughs> I, I don't know what you even think about that. I mean, that that's my thought. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're going to go up and pull out a pair and start dancing, gyrating like, what? What's wrong with this? And like, where the pants already loosened because then Bob and, and, and the other uh, cubicle he just happened ahead of time and could have stopped it from happening. You would like, right? If you work in the cubicle in the office, I mean, unless the guy's pants are already too much untied and over down by his side, who who's not seeing? Again, who is not seeing this stuff? I don't understand. Where, where are people? Where are people at these days? Man, I don't know what's going on in Florida. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm perplexed. And, and oh, wait. Does he think, yeah, I'm going to do this with Susie and, and, you know, and it will turn her on? Like, what, what is he thinking? He's, I mean, invite her to lunch. How about this? <laughs> invite her yeah. out for drinks after work or something. Then you can see if you can get with yeah. her. You just can't go with her yeah. and her cubicle and just pull down her pants. Yeah. Homeboy <laughs> just get first, second, and third base. <laughs> He is trying to score from, from, from home already. Yeah, you, you can't do that. I, I mean, at least try to ask her out first. Come on, have a conversation. Do you really think that's going to work? <laughs> really? I mean, you pulling her pants out in the office place in front of everybody. And you're just that back behind her getting your like, oh, yeah. Go to West side of, you know, whatever song it is, you're in your head in your head. No, man, that ain't going to work, player. Really? Because even the biggest thought in the world is not going to say, Ooh, it's the turn off me. Go ahead, Bob. Do your thing. Nah, that's not happening. Man, we got two more to go, Bone. Florida woman arrested after beating Heslon Stylers down with the daggum blow dry from the bathroom and pooping in the floor for messing up her hair. So she beat her down with the hair dryer? Nah, no, the bathroom little automatic blowers in the bathroom, whatever they call. Oh, yeah, wow. She Wait, pulled out the wall. Auntie, uh, auntie, yeah, go say, Auntie already on the wall? How, how strong is she? Yeah, to pull out the wall and come in and knock the woman out of the head, give her a concussion, and then, then poop on her. Like, oh, that's, you know what? Of all those things, to get pooped on or hit with a, with a, with a, a blowing iron in the wall, I was taken get knocked out by that wall you did. To get pooped on, man. Oh my goodness, that's like injured insult, man. Yeah, terrible, 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 terrible. And finally, what we got for you is Florida man arrested just two weeks after becoming mayor of a Florida town, replacing the other man who was arrested on sex trafficking charges and attention and a weed charge, having weed to distribute out of the mayor's office. Out of mayor's office. Yeah, the mayor. The mayor got replaced. Another mayor, replaced the mayor, guys got arrested too for, for beating somebody down. Huh? That's a gangster office right there. That means that. What do you, you got? Two, you said two mayors? I got it. Yeah, two mayors. Two mayors. So the third one, but ah oh man, he, he must be a thug, thug. <laughs> but the first two mayors are, are already going on. Huh? Then the third one comes in. That's awesome. That offer there is probably had the best poly, probably the best holiday parties out there, man. That office. Only in Florida. Only in Florida. <laughs> Bone, we coming in the Boston Sports this week. What is your thoughts on this week's report, man? Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm still torn on that poor homie uh, that he defended like an honor and only to lose his honor. 
So that that that, that hurts. Man. That, that's like to watch his wife get accosted and then to have his junk accosted. That's a bad day at work, man. Yeah. It's, next time, don't work. Don't work where your wife works. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Don't work with a wife because you know what? There's nothing good out of that. Nothing good comes out of that, really. But think about it. There's so many different. There's, there's more bad to go with that than good. Think about it. Yeah, because you ne- there's never no breaking. Anything you do is scrutinized. Yeah, anything you do is scrutinized. If you say like hello to a pretty coworker, oh, I did that. To, uh, you know, it's all kind of drama. Or oh, we get divorced. Now it's really awkward in the office. Like, yeah, there's so many, there's so many reasons to not do it. Yeah, if you meet a girl at work, you should one of you should work somewhere else eventually. If you're gonna make it work. <laughs> yeah, to make it work, yeah, because like I said, at the least you guys might get tired of each other, see each other every day at work and then at home. So it might run it might run dry eventually. But at yeah. the worst, like I said, it could, could be divorce, you could have a bad breakup, you have a jealous a partner, or you get junk cut off in the middle of the office. Or you get fired and they bring up the HR and say you harass them. <laughs> yeah. That's it in badly one of those different ways. So, folks, that's the boss for this week with Boss and Bone here on the Boss Man Show. We'll catch you next week. Every week, Boss and Bone Show. Even though a coach in the NBA doesn't like it. We'll be back next <laughs> week. All right. We are out. And if you don't know, now you know, you know.